0: Sports Talk, where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve
1: Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Route 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go online to sunburymotors.com. Awesome line of Fords, Lincolns, Kias, Hyundais, and yes, great pre-owned inventory. In fact, you can go through the process of buying online from the comfort of your own home, all at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call today. the day. Deshaun Watson gets it done for the Texans.
0: Be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. the Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson,
1: touchdown! Little man makes another enormous play.
0: One second remaining.
1: And uh, you know what was interesting about that night between Clemson and Alabama? First of all, Watson played as phenomenal a college game as a quarterback can play because he took a real beating in that game and kept getting up and kept going. Clemson, you know that pass to Hunter Renfro? That was the 99th play Clemson ran offensively in that game. They ran Alabama out of gas. That was the 99th play that the Clemson offense ran. Who would have ever thought that you'd run Alabama out of gas? Clemson did. And Deshaun Watson continues to do that with the Texans today. All right he is uh, one of the top tight ends in the country I will say that I personally feel that he is the best tight end in the country maybe I'm slightly prejudiced but I'm a big Pat uh, Fryermuth guy he had a chance to talk with the media starting with Ben Jones of statecollege.com
0: no complaints Uh, I'm wondering in a normal year when you show up for training camp at what point during camp do you go from
2: feeling like it's the summer to feeling like your body is really ready to play football? Um, I don't know. It, it depends on the player, I guess, uh, you could say. I mean, I feel like if, if people are, are taking care of their bodies all summer, um, like stretching and rehab and all that kind of thing, um, I feel like your body can stay pretty consistent. Obviously, uh, probably around end of week one, uh, middle of the week two, maybe your body starts to kind of feel like, oh, I'm in camp mode. And like my body started hurting. But if you stay on top of things and and work out and, I mean, and rehab and do all that kind of thing, I think um, your body can stay pretty consistent. Um, obviously, it'll stay sore, um, but if you can work through those things, I think your body feels pretty good. I like to chance the Chancellor rapper in the background too. By the way. <laughs>
0: Next up is uh, Tyler Donahue, Lions two four seven. Hey, Pat, thanks for the time today. No problem. Um, what does leadership look like right now in college football uh, for Penn State going into the summer of 2020? And how is it different than it has been in the past when you know, normalcy allowed you guys to get together and hold each other accountable in person?
2: Yeah, um, I think it's definitely challenging. Um, I watched Lamont's uh, press conference, and he said the same – I'm going to say the same thing. It's kind of – you, you kind of show who your leaders are, um, I think. Um, a lot of guys are checking on, checking up on people. Um, cause I mean, you're so used to seeing guys face every single day and, and saying what's up. But when you're away from them, you realize how much of a strong relationship you have with everyone on the team. I think especially that's true of Penn State. I, I think, um, everyone on the team is just friends and, and, and really look out for each other. So when you kind of reach out to people you haven't really talked, talked to in a while, it's good to connect. I mean, i I talked to Smith Bilbert the other day and I haven't talked to him in forever. And, uh, it was just good to, uh, talk to him and, and see him and, He's doing great, and uh, it's definitely challenging uh, leadership-wise it's just kind of checking with everyone. Um, but I think uh, it's really helped me in a way because I've been able to um, kind of make sure I hold people more accountable, and that's kind of my next step in my leadership growth, uh, making sure that it's okay to be that bad guy to make sure come down on people if they're not um, doing the right things. Um, so it's kind of helped me in a way.
0: Rich Garcella, Reading Eagle. Hi, Pat. Thanks for your time today. Um... First of all, are you in State College or are you back at home?
2: Uh, I'm back home right now. Um, I'm planning on coming back whenever they tell us to come back.
0: Okay. Have you allowed yourself to imagine what playing games would be like at um, this fall in an empty stadium or uh, maybe one with maybe only 15,000, 20,000 people in it? And how would you feel
1: about that?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be weird. I mean, obviously, it's thought uh, just because of the whole thing going on and um, it's definitely a thought, um, but, I mean, if we play in front of no fans and, and in front of 20,000 fans and in front of 100,000 fans, um, it's still a game of football. I mean, that you only need a, a, a field and, and two goalposts to play. Um, and if you really love the game of football, um, you're going to play it regardless. I mean, I I'm, 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 would be just grateful to go out there and play in Beaver Stadium one more time with or without fans. Um, I mean, I think most of the guys would say that, too. I mean you play this game for the love of it obviously the fans help and and we love the fans but um, if you can go out there and play the game it's honestly a true blessing
0: thank you next up is Mark Brennan, Lions 247 hey Pat is there a player or maybe two a tight end at the next level that you maybe pattern your game after and when you watch the NFL what are you looking for when you're watching tight ends play what are the things that stand out to you
2: uh, yeah, um, Obviously, this honestly, this time has been so big for me, just kind of being able to have time to watch um, NFL tight ends. Um, obviously, without practice and stuff, I don't have time to watch my own film, um, but I've definitely taken the time to watch, like, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey and, and even Gronk and uh, O.J. Howard. Um, but I just kind of pick different things from their game that they're good at, and, and I kind of find myself as unique uh, tight end, because cool I'm, I'm very willing to block, and, and I think I have – the um, ability to, to win man coverage like Kelsey can. Um, I think um, that I've learned a lot of footwork. I mean, even talking to Cliff, like he, he's been so detailed on his footwork, and, and I've been so detailed on my footwork. If your footwork's not in the right place, then you're not going to be able to get um, what you need to get done. Um, so That's something big that I've kind of picked up on and watched film. Um, their footwork is so precise and, and so consistent that it really allows them to um, have a really good uh, play or snap or game or whatever it is
0: next up is audrey snyder the athletic hey pat thanks for your time this afternoon um just wondering we've seen the last probably year and a half or so with you you've become a pretty good and a pretty active recruiter for penn state and of course we saw that with theo um when did you start to embrace your role as a recruiter um and why do you enjoy doing it
2: yeah um to be honest um it just goes back to the love of of penn state um i think Ever since, honestly, I can truthfully say this, ever since I took that first drive um, down 80, I think it is, um, and I saw Beaver Stadium, um, I just fell in love with it. Um, I think that just my love for the program, for Franklin, and all the coaches, for the staff, I think that I just want them to see them succeed and get the best talent they can um, to continue building this program. Um, I think, um, as everyone on the team, including Coach Franklin, said we haven't reached our ultimate goal yet, which is that national championship. And until we until we reach that goal, I think that we can put our effort into recruiting and everything to try and get better in every aspect um and i think that just my love for penn state and the community i just feel like i need to give back into the players and get the right kind of people and the right kind of kids on the team and, and get involved in this community john salver center daily times
0: hey pat what are your thoughts on the new offense and do you expect to be used any differently than you were in ricky ronnie's offense
2: Uh, Yeah, I love the new offense. Um, It's awesome, and it's very simple, and it's very effective, and I think it's going to allow us to go out there and play fast. Obviously, without spring ball, um, there's some question marks about how fast we're going to be able to pick it up. But, I mean, on these Zoom meetings, we've been picking up really fast, and Coach Rock has made it really simple and and allowed us to play fast. Um, And, uh, I mean, I guess we guys have to find out, like, about, I guess, how they're going to use me. I mean, I know, and the coaches know and all that, but uh, I'm not going to – Leave too many details out, but um, obviously there's some rumors about he doesn't use the tight ends, but I can promise you I'm going to be used and I'm going to have a pretty good season, I hope.
0: <laughs> Next up is Nubias Wilborn, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hey, man. How's it going, Pat? Good, how are you? Good, man. Uh, you mentioned um, watching Lamont's press conference and some of you heard the things he said about Aeneas and some of the other issues. How important is it as a teammate who is white to support him when he's talking about that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, um, it's definitely, it's really important to me. I mean, I reached out to Aeneas. Um, I mean, he was my roommate, actually. Uh, we moved into the apartments last year. Um, and it's definitely it's definitely weird. Um, it's definitely a challenging um, circumstance. I know I, um, I mean, you see it all on social media, and, and it's just, it's very disappointing that our country has really came to that, kind of felt the need to do that to, to Aeneas. Or, and it, to be honest, it never really has affected my life or any of my friends. Um, but then obviously it happening to Aeneas kind of really hit home, um, kind of made it like, kind of made it real to me that, you know, it's not just on social media. Like, this just happened to one of my teammates. Um, so obviously I'm there for him, I'm, I'm there for my, all my teammates, and uh, I just got to be that kind of supporting and uh, just kind of stand up for him. Joe Giuliano, Philadelphia Inquirer.
1: Morning, Pat. Thanks for your time. Um, w- what are the challenges for you of learning virtually as opposed to being in the building, you know, speaking to coaches and, and, and your teammates? Um, how have you handled that? And, and and how have you been able to work on what you think you need to work on?
2: Yeah. Um, so I'm very like a, a visual learner and I'm very kind of, I have to do the um, act of, you know, running that a certain route that that's new. Um, so, I mean, I've kind of adjusted in the fact where um, I've been taking my notes and, and then I'll go out to the field and I'll see my notes of the route particularly and then um, my high school friends have actually been huge um, that played high school football. They've been helping me out um, just kind of really helping me propel to my goal of having a really good year. So, I mean, they've been standing off like coverages and all that kind of stuff just to kind of get the right footwork down for a certain route. Um, So, they've been huge and helpful and um, it's definitely definitely challenging to kind of not be there in spring ball and stuff but I mean, I think I've been able to um, stay pretty consistent with my work ethic and um, it's actually kind of helped. I mean, I've been doing two a day, so um, it, it's been really huge kind of just taking full advantage of this.
0: Peter Terpstra, WTAJ. Hey, Pat. Um, kind of along those same lines, what has been the most challenging part of having to go home and kind of being isolated? And on the flip side, uh, if you could pick out any positives um, from this, this time, uh, what would it be?
2: Uh, yeah, um, it's definitely hard. I feel like most athletes will say that it's definitely hard to kind of break that routine that you go in You kind of wake up every morning, uh, have breakfast, go to class, and, and, and go do uh, whatever I mean you need to do for football. Um, it's definitely hard to kind of do that at home, but I mean, I feel like this kind of tests your true love of the game and true character as a as a, as a worker because you don't really have a structure. You have to get up and on your own and do what you have to do. Um, so definitely, it definitely challenges people's work ethic, and I think if you can overcome that, then I mean, I think you're you're golden, um, and obviously, um, obviously, the positive of this whole thing is just kind of spend time with my family. Um, this is the first time I've, I've spent time with my family for this amount of time. Ever since my brother left for college, senior, I mean, his senior of high school after he left for college, we haven't been this long together for forever. Um, so it's awesome, and obviously, there's some negatives to that too. Obviously, my family's gotten on our nerves a little bit, but uh, you know, it's just awesome to spend time with them, and, and, it, and it's great.
0: Jerry DePaula, Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Uh, good afternoon, Pat. Thanks for your time. Uh, every summer, it
1: seems uh, at Penn State is getting ready for a season and coming off a season, which they were at least top twenty-five, usually between 10 to top ten or top fifteen. What, what is that like to be able to keep up that standard every year?
2: Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's what—that's why you come to a program like Penn State. Um, you want to attract good players and good recruits and to come and, and kind of uphold that standard. Um, I think that. Uh, Penn State's in a great spot right now where we've been on that bubble um, for, the whole, um, for the, all the time I've been here and even previous years before I was here. Um, I think that uh, this year is the kind of a step where we need to um, make that next jump. Uh, I think we're not going to be satisfied if we stay consistent like that. I think we need to take those rankings and kind of not pay really attention to them and just focus on us and uh, take that next jump.
0: Nate Bauer, Blue-White Illustrated. Hey, Pat. Um, a couple of weeks ago, James Franklin kind of talked about the, the possibility of not being able, you know, when you do return of not being able to meet as a team or meeting as an offense. And he even brought up, uh, you know, maybe not being able to meet the quarterbacks all together as a group. Um, have you considered the same for, for the tight ends? Like, have you considered some of the, the quirky practicality type of things um, that might have to happen to be able to, to play football in the fall?
2: Um, not really. I mean, I haven't really kind of considered that. Um, I'm just kind of, I'm thinking about, you know, getting back and being with my teammates. And I mean, I mean, we're all just excited to get back. So if there's certain guidelines we have to follow where we all can't meet as a team or can't meet as all a position group, then we're gonna have to follow that. Um, but I mean, I haven't really thought about it to be completely honest. Um, I'm just excited to get back and, and see my teammates in any way that in any way that we're allowed to. All right, we'll do another round of questions. If
0: you don't have a question when your name is called, just say pass. Uh, ben Jones, statecollege.com. com. how many different ways do you absorb the same kind of information when you're when you're getting presented? You know, something about the offense is it all visual for you? Is it all tests? Is it you know video? How many different ways do you get the same information
2: given to you? Uh, we get it a lot, actually. I mean, we get tests. We have, we get quizzes every week. Um, we go through it. Um, Coach wants us. Coach Tibo wants us to like send videos of what uh, we're doing for workouts and and, and the routes we're running and stuff like that. So, um, we get it a lot. Um, I think it's good. Just kind of expand our um, learning abilities. Um, I think obviously watching film of um, what Minnesota and, and Western Michigan have done um, in the past um, really helps. Just to kind of see where they were at with their running with um, what they did. Um, but you know, it definitely challenges um, certain learners. I mean, if you're a visual learner and uh, if you're like an in-person learner, then it definitely challenges them. But Um, You just got to kind of make do with the times.
0: Next up is Tyler Donahue, Lions 247. Hey, Pat. James told us back in March that he wasn't anticipating Theo Johnson to be very active in spring ball coming off of that shoulder injury uh, in the winter. But how would you gauge his uh, initial entrance to Penn State football the couple months you got to spend with him on campus and – you could kind of assess his future in that tight end room, uh, not just this year, but long, long down the road when you're gone.
2: Yeah, um, I think I mean, I Theo's in a really good spot right now. Um, I think he'd come in, he's, he's coming with the right mentality ever since he got here. I mean, obviously with his shoulder, um, that kind of set him back a little bit, but he has that right mentality. He has that right approach to his treatment. He has the right approach to learning the offense. Um, he has the right approach to school. Um, so he has, he, he has a really good mentality, and I just, uh, I'm excited to see him continue to grow. I'm excited to work with him when he comes back. Um, but I think that uh, not only him, but the whole tight end room, I think that they're in a great position to, and to push each other and, and push me. And um, I, I think Tyler Warren is doing a great job too. I think he's a very smart kid. And um, I'm just excited to see all the tight ends come in and, and push each other.
0: Rich Garcella, Reading Eagle. <clears throat> how would you describe your um, concern about the coronavirus system in general and what were some of the things that Penn State can do uh, to make it comfortable for you when you return in terms of testing and so on?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm very concerned about the coronavirus. So obviously, um, it's a global pandemic, and obviously it's something very serious. Um, I think you have to be very careful about um, who you're socializing with and, and and where you're going and all that kind of stuff, and make sure you follow the guidelines. Um, but I think if I mean I think if you can do that. Um, then I think that you're in a good position. I think that uh, you can't live in fear in a way almost. You kind of have to continue about your daily life in a way, Um, but you got to also follow those guidelines and be safe and be precautionary. Um, Obviously coming back on Penn State, I think that if everyone on campus, everyone on the team can follow to the guidelines. If that's, you know, still in-person classes, but cut down um, lecture halls and and maybe getting your temperature checked before going to buildings. I think that um, that's the kind of, things we have to do to to go back to start our normal lives.
0: Mark Brennan, Lions 247. Pat, can you you go a little bit more in depth about Tyler Warren and and what you really like about him? Because he's a guy who was a little bit under the radar. I don't mean that in a negative way. And in terms of being a leader with those young guys at this time, how how big is it for you to, 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 to step up in that role when everybody's operating remotely?
2: yeah um I'm really impressed with Tyler um obviously he's just gotten into meetings because he just graduated uh, from high school or whatever the NCA allowed him to come in but he just got in and um I know he's he's re- he's really impressed me with the amount he's he known from the offense um I think he I mean I saw videos of him in the winter uh dunking and playing basketball and I think he's a really athletic really athletic guy um I don't think I've ever seen him play football other than his like high film in person but um, he looks like a great kid and, and a great football player. So I'm excited to learn with, uh, get to work with him and, and, and mentor him. Um, but uh, what, was it, what was the other question? Sorry. Great. Can you, hear,
0: you got me? Yeah, go ahead, Mark. You're good. Yeah, I'm sorry. In terms of being a leader, when you have so many young guys in that room, having to do it kind of remotely, is it especially important to step up in that role now? I'm sorry I didn't get that clear earlier.
2: Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely huge for me. Um, obviously, I mean, I've been meeting with Brenton extra uh, every Sunday, uh, just kind of going over the offense and making sure he get, gets it. Um, I've been meeting with Zach just to um, make sure he gets it too. But, I mean, I, I make sure that all the tight ends know that they can reach out to me uh, with any questions they have. And, um, I mean, a lot of them do. Um, I think I understand this offense pretty well. So, I think I'm a good resource for everyone on the offense. And um, at different positions, they've all reached out to me and Cliff and the leaders on the offense to kind of, Make sure that uh, everyone's on the same page. So I think um, learning virtually is definitely hard, but I think that um, I've like adjusted well and being becoming a really good leader.
1: That is Pat Fryermuth, and he is a leader, no question about that. He's one of the better tight ends in college football. I think he's the best. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Routes Eleven and Fifteen in Humble's Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK
0: taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by sunburymotors.com. You can go online and you can see the great selection of Fords, Lincolns, Hyundais, Kias, and great pre-owned inventory. And guess what? You can actually go through the process of buying from the comfort of your own home. Pretty good. All at SunburyMotors.com. Great to have you with us on the show today. The NFL is not going to change up the onside kick. I think it's time they did change up the onside kick. It's just me. Uh, I feel a play is more exciting than a wild scrum. And the rules have changed. And I understand, believe me, I am not... uh, Knocking the rules at all as to how many have to line up on one side versus how many have to line up on the other side of the ball. Look, the bottom line is that was done as a safety, as a safety deal. And I completely understand that. The bottom line is I want football to be thriving 10 years from now, 20 years from now. I don't want to have the sport kicked at so much on the safety issue where in the end it doesn't resemble what we love I want it to continue with every safety possibility there is with that said I think one of those safety issues would be eliminating the onside kick because I think that is a safety issue when you've got all those bodies just slamming into each other trying to get the ball I also think it's more exciting to run a play. Okay, here we go. Here's one play to keep it alive. One play you have to defend, a 15-yard play. One play you have to make, a 15-yard play. I just think it's more exciting. And if you don't make it, guess what? The other team has the ball at the 25-yard line. They're already in scoring range. Or they're also in put-it-away range. And I just think it would be more exciting now they've tabled it they haven't eliminated it completely they have tabled it and since they have tabled it you know that's why you know you want to it's not completely out of the realm they're just not going to do it right now So they didn't completely, that's it, we're done. They didn't do that. But they did, but they're also not going to do it either for now. That doesn't mean it can't. It also means it's not off the table for next year. I think at some point, though, I my opinion, at some point, I think you have to do it because I just think it's more, it's just a more exciting play. It's a more dramatic play. It's gotten to the point with most onside kicks that I think most people expect the outcome. What's the onside kick number in the NFL? It's less than 7%, right? I believe that's the number. And so that means 93% of the time, the team that is receiving it gets it. All right. With a fourth and fifth, essentially what's a fourth and 15 play, there's a part of you that thinks they've got a chance to get it. And to me, that'd be a better play. So I'm not enamored with the fact they didn't do that. At least they got at least they got rid of the <laughs> the instant replay thing. Oh yeah, y- that was brutal. And and when it was passed, what did we say? I believe my exact words were, "They will rue the day they did this." Uh, remember J.T. Daniels who had been the quarterback at and highly recruited and regarded quarterback at USC. Injuries knocked him out of the ball game there. And he decided to transfer. He announced his uh, destination today. He's going to go to Georgia. Georgia already has the Newman kid transferring in from Lake Forest. So What has happened is that Kirby Smart has looked around and has decided to take the Jim Harbaugh book, and that's how they recruit quarterbacks. Heck with developing your own. Although they did that with Jake Fromm, and they did a great job with Jake Fromm. Did a great job with Jake Fromm. But again, in today, and that's where you're going to see it. You're going to see in today's college football that transfer portal is going to be an avenue that you're going to look at to get somebody with some semblance of experience to play. Then there are the baseball negotiations. Look, I am still optimistic they're going to do this, I'm still optimistic. What's interesting is that what majorly, what the players, now we, it wasn't really till today that we heard what the players were offering. All I've heard so far is what the owners put out there. Look, somebody has to start the negotiations. I mean, somebody has to put a proposal out there. So the owners did. Doesn't mean that you're going to be enamored with the proposal. And the salary scale proposal just to me, didn't make a lot of sense. And the the part that does bother me a little bit is it the guy that speaks up more than anybody else is the agent Scott Boris. Look, stay out of it. There's a union. There's an ownership. Let them negotiate. You're an agent. Stay out. Your job's to negotiate a contract. Stay out it's not like he it's not like he's not entitled to an opinion he's entitled to opinion but at some point stay out
0: I thought remember that was ga- selfish on his part
1: I do, it completely remember games cannot be played without you he wrote to his clients well no offense games can't be played without owners either <laughs> right yeah you know. This is what this is what a guy like this doesn't seem to understand. There, there there are three parts to this. Games cannot be played without players. True. Although I can find players who will play. Games cannot be played without owners at this level. Oh, and by the way, and I know they're talking about no fans in the stands, but you're going to have fans watching TV. Games can't be played without fans. This is this is an important triangle that sports has, that a guy like this doesn't seem to comprehend the full triangle. He is a brilliant agent. He is a tough, hard-nosed negotiator. He has been able to reap more money for his clients than any agent in the history of Major League Baseball, maybe in, maybe in the history of sports because of all of his high-profile clientele. So he's done a brilliant job. I'm praising him here. But there's a balance, too. The balance is this. You must understand the triangle and can't just understand one side of it. You can't play the play the games without players. True. Although I can find players to play. But you also can't play the game without owners. Owners owning stadiums, paying rents. Uh, other personnel they have to pay to pull the games off, negotiating TV deals that make everybody money, whether it's regional or national. And then there's the other part. Okay, No offense, Scott, you can't play the game without fans. You can't. Now, in this case, you're like, well, there'll be nobody in the seats. Yes, but it'll be people watching on TV that are paying cable bills that'll help keep financially the sport alive. And then when they open the gates to let them back in, they'll come back, and I think if they feel safe, they'll come back in droves. But they have to feel safe first. You can't do this without all three parts. You can't. And he doesn't get that. You can't play this game without players. Well, guess what? You have, okay? So we talk about the owners. Guess what, Scotty boy? You can't play. You won't get a dime unless you have consumers. Okay? No fans? Don't want to watch? Want to drop it off my cable? Don't want to go to the game? Guess what? Your clients get zilch. Zilch. You can negotiate till the cows come home. but They look at you and go, I'm sorry, we don't have any fans right guy like that doesn't doesn't get it doesn't get how important you are it's all about his clientele he doesn't get you right turning you off remember dodgers thirty two thousand season tickets per game nineteen ninety four eight thousand last year hmm sounds healthy Jeez, a lot of a lot of people. Got out of season tickets, started going to a few games here and there along the way. Now baseball's grown as a business to ten to eleven billion. Right in that ten to eleven billion dollar range. Players should not agree to further pay cuts to bail out the owners. Let owners take some of their record revenues and profits from the past several years and pay you the prorated salaries you agreed, or or let them borrow against the asset values they created from. The use of those profits that players generated. Where do those profits come from? The TV people have the ability to uh, negotiate deals because they've got viewers. Now, who are the viewers? Oh, the fans. Who's paying the cable bills? Oh, fans. Who pays the mer- for the merchandise? Oh, the fans. Who pays for the tickets? Fans. You can talk about everything you want. So, he's over here. They can't play without you. Guess what? You alienate enough people, you have your clients are getting nothing in 5 years if you alienate enough people. Be smart here. Keep your mouth shut.
0: Not only that, Steve, but it would behoove him, I think, to stay on the player's side. Because, yeah, he's trying to trying to get involved because he's trying to save himself money. But guess what? He's got big contracts still at stake here. We just talked about Bryce Harper yesterday. He could lose $21 million with that last owner's proposal. That was atrocious.
1: Which, which the players have already rejected. The players have rejected that proposal. So Spores doesn't need to speak out. The players rejected it. it. wasn't like he even went to a vote with the union, didn't even go to the vote of the management council. Again, and he talks about how owners have taken, uh, chosen to take loans because in normal times it was a smart financial decision, but these unnecessary choices have now put them in a challenging spot. They talk about how the Ricketts family, for example, is building around the ballpark. I mean, that's part of business. Would you prefer the Cubs, the Ricketts family sell the Cubs? The owners claim that uh, prorated salaries and empty ballparks would cause a $4 billion loss and give Major League players 89% of the revenue. But just i you know if he wants to privately talk to his players about this fine but don't be public about this it's not your job to bail out the owners guess what you, uh, you're in a precarious spot right now now again do i think the prorated salary proposal is a good proposal no i am for the players i think the uh, when it comes to that in terms of the the scaling I, you know, I'm for the players with that. But a guy like this has no idea. To him, there are only two parts of the triangle. And if it is two, and if he does recognize it as a triangle, he thinks it's an isosceles triangle. That the one where the fans are is that skinny little piece of the bottom. Teachers like how I talk like this. They love when I get into that's good work I, by you. And isosceles triangles. You know, they're like, oh man, this is high-level stuff. But he doesn't get it. He keeps thinking it's owner against player. Okay, I'm looking at it as, hey guys, let's not forget the single most important part of all this: your consumer, your customer. by the way, they can come back with the greatest product in the history of man. If, if the fan is turned off and doesn't want to see it or go to it because they're just turned off by it, it's all going to be irrelevant. Isn't it? We had the best Paul players ever. Yeah, but you were so stupid during 2020, we don't want to watch you. Uh-oh. Problem. Again, a guy like this, he's an agent. Stay out. Let the players and their union negotiate for them. And let the owners negotiate, because what you're trying to do is you're trying to make sure that the game has a chance to thrive in 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, and beyond. Having no season this summer when the opportunity is there will turn off a lot of fans, and may turn and, and after those who had deep memories of 1994 could turn them off forever. Especially when you couple that with the minor league baseball proposal. We'll come back with more in a moment. We'll talk about more triangles. No, we're not going to do that. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. great to have you with us on the show today brought to you by Sunbury Motors oh what a show we have tomorrow J.J. Cooper Baseball America tomorrow I believe uh, I believe Rich Carcella can show up tomorrow too by the way and the king how about that? That's quite a lineup. Plus, Matt Catrillo.
0: Always look forward to Fridays.
1: Yeah, can I make one quick point about the fan part? Sure. All right. Let's, this show is, in a microcosm is what we're talking about here. Okay. Roger's on the management side, Roger believes in local. Radio making a difference for people. He then put Matt and myself and Kevin and others, Kevin Her, and others, and Sean over time to execute that part of it. Now, why are we doing all this? We're doing all this because the single most important part is you, the you, the listener. You're the consumer. We work very hard every day to try and put together as as attractive a show as possible and to get as much good information to you so that you keep listening every day because you're the most important part of the equation. That's what they have to remember in these negotiations. You're the most important part.